Hello and welcome to the Jack Benny program from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Jell-O program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston and Phil Harris and his orchestra. The orchestra opens a program with Gee But You're Swell. There's a right way and an easy way of doing almost everything. And when you serve Jell-O for dessert, you found both the right way and the easy way to please everybody. Because Jell-O is so bright and colorful to look at, so wonderfully good and refreshing to taste, it's always sure of a welcome, and a mighty big one, too. Jell-O is no trouble to make, either. It's amazingly quick and simple. All in all, it's a perfect dessert, the most popular gelatin dessert in the entire world today. Jell-O is first in favor because it's first in flavor. Six delicious flavors that come from fresh, ripe fruit. Jell-O and only Jell-O has that grand, extra-rich, real fruit flavor. So always make sure that you get the real thing. Look for the big red letters on the box. They spell Jell-O. That was G, but you're swell, played by Phil Harris and his orchestra. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you America's boyfriend who can't get a date, Jack Benny. Thanks. Hello again. This is Jack Benny, the lone wolf, talking. Hmm, can't get a date. I can have a date every night in the week if I want to. Oh, I didn't mean anything, Jack. I just wanted to start out with a laugh, that's all. Well, there's very little humor getting laughs at other people's expense. And that reminds me, uh, come here a minute, Don. Did you, uh, did you hear Fred Allen last Wednesday night? Oh, sure, it was a swell program. It was really great. Don't review it, Don. Just answer yes or no. <laughs> did you hear Allen make those innuendos? You know, those slurring remarks about my violin playing? Yes, yes, I did. Pretty catty, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. He was just kidding, and you're taking it seriously. Well, so would Heifetz or any other musician. <laughs> Why didn't Fred make those cracks when we were both in New York instead of waiting till I'm 4,000 miles away? It ain't cricket, you know. Oh, now, calm down, Jack. Hmm. Did you hear him, Phil? Yeah. <laughs> he was very funny. Well, that's not the point. What does Alan know about music anyway? He's just a reformed juggler. <laughs> Let him top that one. Hello, Jack. Well, as I live and breathe and stand under a strong light so people won't mistake the wrinkles in my face for a washboard, ho, 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 if it ain't Portland. I mean, Mary. Hope he heard that. What's the matter with you, Jack? Plenty. Did you hear Fred Allen Wednesday? Yeah. Gee, that was a funny program. Yeah. What laughs? Wow! Don't elaborate, you little traitor. <laughs> the way he talked about my violin playing, I ought to sue him. You ought to sue your teacher, too. Is that so? Well, I expected that from you. Anyway, for your information, young lady, I took violin lessons before Alan was born. You did a lot of things before Alan was born. Well, then let him respect his elders. <laughs> Madden's saying that I couldn't play Flight of the Bumblebee at the age of ten. 
I played Flight of the Bumblebee so often, I got the high. <laughs> I bet you stung up the whole town with it. <laughs> oh, yeah? Mary, that was a honey. Mm. Hey, wait a minute, Phil. You know, you're still on probation with me. If you don't behave yourself, I'll make you take back that watch you gave me for Christmas. Okay, where is it? Well, just be careful, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Jack. <laughs> What's so funny, Kenny? Did you hear Fred Alice? Oh, boy, that guy killed me. Yeah. Listen, Kelly, did you realize he insulted me? Yeah. <laughs> now, wait a minute. I want to tell you something, and this goes for all of you. I'm going to make a rule right now. Hereafter, anybody working for me can listen to Alan's program. They mustn't enjoy it. <laughs> And furthermore, either Fred Annell will have to apologize or send me a watch. <laughs> and a good one, too. Speaking of watches, folks, let me tell you about Jell-O. What's that got to do with it? Jell-O is first in flavor because it's first in flavor. It's inexpensive and easy to make, and every day millions of people eat it. That was very subtle, Don. How did you ever think of it? Oh, it was nothing, Jack. Just an inspiration, that's all. Well. Come in. Mr. Benny? Yes. I want to take this opportunity of wishing you and your company a very, very happy New Year. Well, you said that last week. My mother didn't hear me. Goodbye. <laughs> I'll bet Alan sent him over to annoy me. Play, Phil. My Dreamboat Comes Home, played by Fred Harris. I mean, Phil Harris and his orchestra. <laughs> Say, Phil, I didn't see you over at Paramount Silver Jubilee for Adolf Zucker last Thursday night. Uh, where were you? Well, I did want to be there, Jack, but I had to work. Oh, it's too bad. We had a lot of fun. All the big stars were there, you know, Fred McMurray and Mary Boland and Carol Lombard. 
See, it was a gala event. Gee, I'm sorry I missed it. So am I. What a party. You know, after the show was over, I took Miss Lombard out. I mean, Carol. We went for a little drive. Just the two of you? No, Clark Gable went along. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for laughs. You know. <laughs> See, he happens to be a friend of Carol's family. <laughs> also a good friend of Carol's. So good that Jack sat in the rumble seat. <laughs> Uh, who asked you? Did you, Jack? Well, I'm a sort of an outdoor man, you know. <laughs> you know, one sniff of monoxide and I'm a new person. That's <laughs> monoxide. <laughs> well, then, Jack, Miss uh, Lombard really had a date with Clark Gable, huh? No, no, it was a kind of a trio, you know. <laughs> What is it, Kenny? That Fred Allen sure panicked me. <laughs> I wish you'd tune in on us once in a while. Well, anyway, Phil, the three of us were driving along, and we stopped over at the Brown Derby to get a... That's a happy new year. I'm not having one. Come in. Uh, Mr. Benny? Yes? I hope I'm not intruding. No, no, I'm... <laughs> I'm just in the middle of my program, that's all. Well, if I could have a moment of your time, I'd like to raise my voice in protest. Well, go ahead. What seems to be the trouble? Well, you've been doing a Western serial for weeks now called Buck Benny Rides Again. Yes, I have. Well, it's been causing me no end of trouble and just tons of embarrassment. <laughs> well, in, in what way? Well... You see, my name happens to be Buckingham Benny. Oh. But now everybody crudely refers to me as Buck. Hmm, Buckingham Benny. You're not a relative of mine, are you? Goodness, no. Well, it makes me feel better, too. <laughs> well, tell me, Buckingham, what do you do? I mean, what uh, business are you in? I'm a window dresser in Pomona. A window dresser. Well, tell me, what's the well-dressed window wearing this season? Oh, don't be so facetious. <laughs> I won't. You would if you knew what it meant. Quiet. Well, uh, Bucky, uh, I've never... Uh, I've never met a window dresser before. How do you go about dressing a window? Well, I use a lot of velvet drapes and chiffon and colored silk. Hmm, do you use any crate machine? Oh, just oodles of it. I see. <laughs> Mary, what are you laughing at? Kenny likes Fred Allen. <laughs> well, Buckingham, I'm terribly sorry about the whole mess. Is there anything I can do? Yes, I wish you would discontinue Buck Benny Rides again. We can't very well tonight, but look, as long as you've already become involved in this predicament... How about sticking around a while and appearing in our Western play? Oh, no. I'm terribly afraid of horses. Well, so am I, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> and guns. Do you use guns? Yes. Well, I hate them. I've never even shot off my mouth. Hmm. By the way, Bucky, this is Mary Livingston. Huh? How do you do? Hello, Buck. See? I get that all day long. Well, so do I. Don't worry. Well, you get paid for it. Well, that's a thought. Huh? Oh, I want you to meet Kenny Baker. He's going to sing for us in a moment. Uh, Kenny, this is Buckingham Benny. Hiya, Buck. I'm going home. 
Now, don't let it upset you. Don't get angry. I bet he carries mad money. Yeah, now sit right down here and listen to Kenny's song. Huh? Uh, what are you going to say? Oh, look. Look, Mr. Benny, look. Well, what's the trouble? What's that? Don Wilson, be quiet and sit down. <laughs> Go ahead and sing, Kenny. <laughs> Cashmere song sung by Kenny Baker, accompanied by the orchestra, and listened to by Buckingham. And now, ladies and gentlemen, as a good ten of our original Western serial... Oh, uh, they... Mr. Benny. Yes? If you're going to start that cowboy stuff, I'm leaving. Where are you going, Bucky? Back to Pomona. Goodbye. <laughs>
There he goes. I hope he gets home all right. Anyway, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, again we give you Buck Benny Rides Again, or Wait Till He Tries to Walk. <laughs> Once more, I will play the part of Sheriff Buck Benny, as tough an hombre as ever wore a fright wig for a toupee. <laughs> Flip one over on you, boy. <laughs> the scene is the office, or of the office, of the sheriff of Cactus County, where we find the sheriff with his mind on his work and his feet on his desk. Curtain. Music. <laughs> Morning, Sheriff. Morning, Sheriff. Wake him up, Deputy Baker. Okay. Ouch. <laughs> Deputy Baker, what's the idea of waking me up so violent-like? Sorry, Buck, I'll buy you a new hat. I'm not worried about the hat, but that ear will be kind of hard to replace. <laughs> what's up, boys? Well, Sheriff, the town folks are kind of up in arms because you ain't captured Cactus Face. Tell them everything is all right now. I just dreamt I cornered Cactus Face in Red Gulch Canyon. You did? Did you slap the handcuffs on him? No, I'm saving that till I go to sleep tonight. <laughs> well, congratulations, Sheriff. I knew you could do yes. it. I could catch an outlaw, too, if I didn't have insomnia. Hmm. You couldn't catch a maverick with a corral for a lasso. Oh, you're just trying to mix me up. <laughs> mix you up while you were born in an egg beater. <laughs> Should be a knock on the door here. I was right. <laughs> Must be Daisy, my sweetheart. Come in, Daisy. Hello, Daisy. Hello, tall, dark, and dopey. Well, gal, your brains don't exactly make it in par. <laughs> Gotta wait for that one just a second. <laughs> Ain't seen your pappy lately. Where is he? Uh, he'll be along in a minute. He just stopped by Ike Muller's saloon for his mail. Now, why don't he go at the post office? He says there's no kick in their ink. <laughs> <laughs> Government ought to do something about that. Anyway, I'd like to see the old critter. Here comes Pappy now. Hi, Frank. Hello, Buck. When'd you get the new glass door? Glass door? Why, you just came in through the window. I thought that first step was kind of high. <laughs> so were you, Pappy. So were you. Frank, how much brandy do you drink anyway? Well, I don't know, Buck, but I'm having an adding machine put on my jug. <laughs> well, you better be careful. You're getting kind of fat. Don't you take any setting-up exercises? Sure, when anybody sets them up. <laughs> well, that ought to help. Answer the phone, Deezy. Hello? Yes? Yes, I'll tell him. Oh, Buck, it's Sheriff Andy Devine. He wants to talk to you. Oh, Andy, eh? Hello, Andy. What's that? You did? I'll rush right over. Hold everything till I get there. Goodbye. What is it, Buck? Sheriff Devine just saw Cactus Face going into that old deserted hotel at Tombstone Creek. Tombstone Creek? Well, that town's been deserted for nigh on to 30 years. Yeah. Gee, Buck, they say that old hotel is haunted. It's full of spirits. So is Pappy, and he ain't haunted. <laughs> Don't be too sure, gal. <laughs> well, you stay here, boys. I'm going to get Cactus Face. 
I'm off to Tombstone Creek to meet Sheriff Devine. You want me to go with you, Buck? Sure thing, Daisy, but ain't you scared? Not any more than you are. <laughs> well, you can still come. But we're gonna bring back that varmint this time. Dead or alive. Come on, gal. Buck Benny, rise again. of mine are getting bigger laughs than I am. You better put a Mickey Finn in there, Oates. Ask me that again, Gail. I got a peak of an answer. Go ahead. Huh? One more. This is a humdinger. You better put a Mickey Finn in there, Oates. I did, and they liked it. <laughs> Wanted to get that one. Hmm. Getting dark, Daisy. You know where we are? No idea, Buck. Reckon we must be lost. Wait a minute, here comes someone down the road. I'll ask them. Hey, buddy, you know the way to Tombstone Creek? I don't even know the way to Pomona. <laughs> Buckingham. He wouldn't know, Daisy. Look, Buck, there's a light of flickering straight ahead. Gee, it's spooky looking. That might be the hotel. <laughs> hmm, wait, I see a figure standing out in front of it. Maybe it's Andy. Looks kind of dark, though. Then it must be Amos. <laughs> Can't be there in Palm Springs. Anyhow, it's no time for humor, gal. Let's go. Come on, partner. Get here. Come on. Get here. Here we are, Daisy. Whoa, partner. Whoa. <laughs> There's Annie Devine now. Hello, Sheriff. Hiya, Buck. Chuck, that applause is liable to tip off cactus face. I can't help it, Buck. I got relatives in the audience. <laughs> is this the hotel where cactus face is hiding? Yep. <laughs> Hey, Buck, did you hear Fred Allen Wednesday night? <laughs> Never mind that. Let's go inside. Come along. Hmm. Come on, Buck. You ain't scared, are you, Buck? No. Come on, follow me. Well, you're behind us. 
And I'll follow you. Someone may attack us from behind. Quiet. Well, I can't find the door, Buck. There it is, right behind that wolf. He's got welcome written on him, so let's go in. Did you see that, Andy? Yeah, the door opened by itself. Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> What's that? Who are you? I'm the doorman. <laughs> Funny, I, I can't see you. No wonder I've been dead for 30 years. Well, then I'll see you later. <laughs> Come on, Andy. What was that? The telephone. <laughs> Well, answer it. It's suffering. <laughs> so are we. Gotta leave you now. My wife's calling me. Sounds like a wolf. You should be married to her. <laughs> Pardon me. Hmm. He must be gone. With the wind. Sure is dark in here. And do, do you think we ought to register, Buck? No. <laughs> we got to search this place. You take my hand, Andy. And Daisy, you take Andy. Now follow me. Be quiet. I just saw someone duck behind that post. Come on. What was that? You're glad you're holding my hand, Andy. I'm not holding your hand. Neither am I. <laughs> then whose hand is this without an arm on it? Let go of me. Take it easy, Buck. Who are you? I'm the boogie man. That's boogie. <laughs> not boogie. Well, it's dark in here. Goodbye. Must be a ghost artist. Come on, Andy. We'll try this next room. Hmm. Funny, I don't hear our footsteps. No wonder the sound man has been dead for 30 years. Oh. Hey, look, Buck, look, 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 why the door's opening. It sure is. Cactus Face might be in there. No, he isn't. <laughs> There's that doorman again. What are you laughing at? Did you hear Fred Allen Wednesday night? <laughs> Don't be so smart. Hey, Buck! Hey, Buck, look! There's someone running away. Must be Cactus Face. Let's get him. I got him, Andy. So I. Ah, last week got you, you rat. Strike a match, Andy. Okay. Why, Buck, that ain't Cactus Face. You're right. Listen, you, what are you doing here? I'm just trying to get back to Pomona. <laughs> Oh, you, Buckingham, still lost, huh? Yes, don't you know the way to Pomona? Look, Buckingham, look, it's very simple. Look, you go out Melrose until you get to Western Avenue, see? Then you turn right until you get to 3rd Street. Yeah, yeah. Then you continue through the 3rd Street Tunnel and bear east on Garvey Boulevard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you follow Garvey right through Monterey Park, Wilmar, and then you This both... thrilling directions will be continued next Sunday night. Will Buck get Cactus Face? Will Cactus Face find a new hideout? Will Buckingham get back to Pomona? Tune in next Sunday and hear for yourselves. Playboys!
We never forget them as long as we live, those desserts our mothers used to make. And best of all, we remember those grand old-fashioned chocolate puddings. What wouldn't you give to have one of them right now? Well, you can have one of them anytime you want. A chocolate pudding just as good as your mother used to make. You'll find it in Jell-O chocolate pudding, the new-fashioned way to make a grand old-fashioned favorite. All you do is mix the contents of one package of Jell-O chocolate pudding with some milk, then cook and stir over a low fire until the mixture comes to a boil and is luscious, thick, and satin smooth. It only takes a few minutes. After that, just let it cool and then pour into sherbet glasses. That's how easy it is to make this extra special chocolate pudding, Jell-O chocolate pudding. After you've once tried it, you'll want to have it all the time. Jell-O chocolate pudding sells at the same low price as Jell-O, and one package makes enough for six happy servings. Ask your grocer tomorrow for Jell-O chocolate pudding. This is the last number of the 15th program in the new Jell-O series, and we'll be with you again next Sunday night when we continue with Buck Benny Rides Again. Meanwhile, I'd like to thank several people for appearing on tonight's program. Andy Devine of Universal, Benny Baker of Paramount, and... Uh, uh, and... Mary Livingston of Bedford Drive. Hmm, Bedford Drive. Yeah, you go down Melrose Avenue until you get to Vine Street. Turn to your right, you get to Sunset Boulevard. Then you make a Never left mind, Mary. Good night, folks. <laughs> The Jell-O program comes to you from Hollywood over the Red Network of the National Broadcasting Company.